This is an Area Code podcast. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to Sweet Tea, the place for delightful conversation about tough topics. I'm your girl, Portia. And I'm also Portia. <laughs> told you this but the world needs to know Mikel makes the best pound cake and I visited Portia last week we were supposed to be recording a podcast that did not happen we did our nails instead we did. but we <laughs> were supposed to be recording a podcast but Mikel made pound cake I took it home to Philip so Philip is walking around today talking about well he literally like we're in the bed this morning and he turns over and goes you gonna make me a pound cake today what first of all can you ask <laughs> like can you ask me to do it or just are you gonna do it i don't was i supposed was i supposed to do it like did i say that i was gonna, no i just really want one i'm just kind of craving it oh my goodness he was like i'll make it myself I was, and then i was like oh so you'll eat it next week then oh and he was goodness. like no i'm gonna make it today i was like yeah but by the time you get finished reading directions and moving on mississippi slow <laughs> it'll be done next week Oh, he is hilarious. He's like, so seriously. slow. You've seen him move. There's nobody slower in the oh. world than my husband. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I- I'm going to apologize because this wouldn't be an issue if Mikhail just made pound cakes when people requested. He, he, Mikhail is doing Phil wrong because Phil has not come to visit yet. And so Mikhail. And that's on, that, that's on Phil, though, because he was supposed to come and he was supposed to bring his PlayStation 5. Yes. Which. Portia, you need to admit a little something, something to the people out there today because the last time we talked, you said that I wasn't going to find no PlayStation 5 <laughs> because it was impossible. Well, apparently not for you. Impossible. Not for you. No, not for me. <laughs> I found it, guys. I found the PlayStation 5. She did. I bought it. It's here. It's in my house. Mm-hmm. It's the my husband loves me. I mean, he loved me already, but like he appreciates me a little bit more now. Well, kudos to you because guess who does not have a PlayStation Five? Ding, 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 me. I'm still looking for you though. I know you, you, you the plug. You send me I links know. all I'm the time. I'm, just, I'm like, let's. Do, I just let's ain't got it. the juice you got. I ain't got no. That. You're just not obsessive like me. You have a life. I literally drop what I'm doing and run to the computer. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, that's like people were like, "How'd you get it?" I was like, "Do you want to like stop sleeping for two weeks?" Because that's what I did. <laughs> and that's a lot for you, because you're an old lady. You go to bed. Early. I am an old lady. I would be up at one a.m. Like, I just want to make sure there's not going to be a drop today, <laughs> Well, I've given up for the time being. I mean, I'm just gonna have to get one when when they're like abundantly ab- available. 
I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up for you. I, I, I mean, I'm just so tired, man. I'm tired. I'm tired of getting played and, and sitting on. You seen that little gif of the man that's painting his clown face and crying while he... Yes. That's how I be feeling. Yes. Because I go and I spend all this time waiting. I was so close the other day. Like, I feel like I was like number three in line. And then I get uh, the big sold out message. I was like, I can't, my nerves, my anxiety is too bad for these. I can't you do know, this. Speaking of painting your face to look like a clown, y'all, Portia Collins, Portia Weeks Collins. Oh, goodness. What is she about to say? Was like, you have to watch this movie. <laughs> it's just like so good and so thought provoking. You're going to love it. <laughs> You can't live your life without this movie. So you saying I got you feeling like a clown for watching this movie. <laughs> I paused that movie. When I called you, I felt like a clown. I was like, you just got played. You just got played. Insert evil laugh. <laughs> that meme was me. Like, throughout the different parts in the movie, just slowly putting on my clown makeup. And then when I called you, it was the wig. Because I was like, What? <laughs> Oh, girl, you got me crying. So, tell the people, tell the people what the movie what are we was. Talking about today? Yes, yeah. So, what's y'all, the movie? What are we, talking about today? we are talking about the movie Antebellum, um, starring Janelle Monet. First of all, we're gonna say right here, spoiler alert. If you spoiler haven't, alert. if you have not watched the movie and you're interested in getting the backdrop. Like, before we start talking about this, I encourage you to pause this podcast and come back, okay? Or you can, um, we'll make sure that we put in timestamp for when the spoiler is over. Okay. Um, since we'll be talking about other stuff, too. Yeah. So, cool. but look at look at this, look at the show notes, get the timestamp, skip over the spoiler, and then after you watch the movie, come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, we're starting here. Um, I don't even know where to start because it's like from the start of the movie. The movie just opens up with incredible brutality being done to black enslaved people. Yes. And it just looks like a scene of the old South, but not the Gone with the Wind version. Mm -hmm. The Django Unchained version. Like it's just like... Somebody die. Somebody die. You see, like a black woman, and she thinks she's about to get raped, uh-huh. and then she gets killed instead. It is intense, yes. and you see Janelle Monet, and you know, spoiler alert. She's getting um, beat, and like her master is like trying to make her say her name, like. Yeah, he's like, what's your name? What's your name? Which she has to say, Eden. Mm-hmm. She gets branded and everything. Right. It's crazy. Which, you know, and see, some... Right, that, that happened. Really happened. So I was like, yeah. you know, okay. Yeah. I mean, not understanding it is, of course, it's wrong. But I'm like, no. contextually speaking, I'm I'm not thinking anything is right. out of You're line. like, I have context for this. So anyway, this other girl comes to the plantation mm-hmm. and she is like, yo, what's going on here? And that's your first hint of like, what do you mean what's going on here? Like, dude, you're a slave. Right. Like, don't you know what goes on on plantations? But see, I gave her the benefit of the doubt because I was like, okay, she light skin. And then this True. is where she said she was from. True. It wouldn't be that hard for her to make the trick to the north to be free. So. Right. 
Like maybe she was in the house. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so then it goes to... I just want to make a long story short. Okay. Because I don't want to like get too into the nitty gritty. Basically, what's happening is that for two thirds of the movie, you think that yeah. it's going back and forth between the past and the future. Mm-hmm. But in reality, this plantation exists in the year 2020. Mm-hmm. And these white people have taken these black people to the plantation. Mm-hmm. To relive the glory days of the Old South. They are at a civil um, war, like, reenactment attraction place. Yes. That is conveniently located in the South. (laughs) Yes. In Louisiana. Behind a statue of Robert E. Lee. Yeah. And they are literally reliving the old days in the present time, but you don't catch that until like <laughs> literally when I called Portia, which was 30 minutes before the movie was over. Cause I called her because somebody's cell phone rang in the movie. And I was like, the what? Hold a pause. Right. How do they have a cell phone in, in 18? <laughs> Whatever. I was like, wait a minute. Wait. So, okay. So spoilers over. Yes. Well, That's our little spoiler moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about the movie was just how aptly it described what people really are saying, whether they're trying to say it or not, when they talk about the good old days. It's like whenever President Trump was like, make America great again, and white people mm-hmm. were like, yeah, apple pie and World War II, and black people are like, make America great again, like when? When? What? Yeah. What are, when was it great? And they're like, oh, about? yeah, it was great, except for the whole racism thing. It's like, okay, that whole racism thing, like, it's a big It's not like a, a tertiary, like, side. Right. That thing is like my life. Right. So, right. and so I think that it really did a good job of just portraying the fact that the good old days were not good for everybody. Yeah. And right. I think that we, we have this whole idea of, especially as Christians, like I see people all the time be like, oh, we live in a post-Christian society. Mm-hmm. We live in a post-Christian society. We live in a post-Christian society. And like when we lived in a quote unquote Christian society, yep. the brutality of American chattel slavery was still happening. Yeah. So I think like Christians want to find a way to get around being the remnant. Come on, girl. And it's like, we there's no way around that. Mm-hmm. This is who we are. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and even, I mean, it just, it was like the perfect time to watch it just with all of the, gosh. Go ahead. Go there. You want to go there? I I know. Girl, I mean, I just watched it like the week before the Capitol got stormed by these people that were saying some of the same words that were in the movie and just using some of the same imagery from the movie and you know I had friends of mine who were like well what do you mean there was racist imagery and I'm like I not friends that's putting it very (laughs) that's a stretch huh (laughs) that's a stretch but I had you know people people who 
I mm-hmm. see on social media on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. We're like, how do you know it was racist? And how do you know it was? And so like having watched that movie mm-hmm. and then watching people willing to break into our nation's capital in order to preserve their vision of America. Yes. Was, it was intense. Very. There are some key words that I want to (laughs) hone in on that you just said. Preserving their vision of America. Mm -hmm. And I think where I struggle with a lot of the rhetoric that we hear nowadays, especially, like I always tell people, you hear me say this all the time, I'm not expecting the world to not be the world. Right. But where this becomes extremely perplexing for me is when Christians begin to, I guess, when their perspective of what America should be is shaped by their vision or an old time vision or some other vision and not by what God says is a Christian nation or what God says about how people should live together. Like Mm -hmm. that's the part that becomes really, really crazy to me is that People will carry out these types of actions and then put the stamp of in Jesus name. Yeah. On it. There were Jesus save signs all over that thing. Uh, it, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I literally, I just wrote about it. I don't know where, what I wrote will come out somewhere. I don't know if it will come out at the place I submitted it. <laughs> um, I don't know if they'll run it, but if they don't run it, I'll run it on my own blog. But mm-hmm. I literally just wrote about that. And the very words that I used was like, you got Confederate flags and Jesus saves flags and MAGA hats all flying in the same space. And I'm like, that's not all the same. You know what I'm right. saying? A lot of my right-leaning Christian friends mm-hmm. are completely capable of seeing the fact that some of the people who question the election are not frothing racists. Right. Some of the people who voted for Donald Trump do not want to see the Confederate flag pulled into the Capitol. Mm-hmm. They can see this. They can make this distinction. But when it comes to people on the other side of the aisle, the same like detailed brush that they use for their own people, come on, they don't have that. For activists on the other side. Yep. When these same people, when I was watching, like, Black Lives Matter protests were happening, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, oh, you know, oh, my gosh, Portia, if I could just, uh, so many of my conservative friends were like, oh, we don't tear stuff up. We're not right. violent. Oh, That's oh. the left. That's the left. Oh, and I, I was know. like. I, and But look, Jasmine, you know I said this the other day. We don't want to admit as humans that all of us have a proclivity to sin. And so what we just saw illustrated in 2020 with the Black Lives Matter riots and the destruction of property, which let me be clear, that was wrong. Like, period. I remember seeing this lady whose home had been destroyed. And I'm like, that's not right. I can't co-sign it. Right. But at the same time, 
I can't co-sign what just happened at the Capitol either. And and I said this. I said, if you felt this urgency to speak out about, and this, I, I felt that I could say that, particularly because I was a person who did speak out publicly against how I disagreed with the rioting and the uh, vandalism and all of that. So I felt like I wasn't speaking from a... a a place of hypocr- hypocrisy, but I was speaking from a person who I did speak out about that in 2020. And then on the flip side, now I want to speak out about this. If you felt such an urgency to address that issue, but now you don't feel an urgency and you're filled with justifications for why this situation is okay, you need to check your heart. I was reading a post the other day from a pretty popular conservative commentator Mm -hmm. and somebody had sent it to me because of you know president trump being banned from twitter facebook and other platforms and we're not even going to get into the politics of all that but suffice it to say i had shared a post from somebody who tries to be very like moderate and tries to be very like here's to both sides of the situation and Mm -hmm. here's and she was like well i think that this post from this conservative was really helpful as well I read it and Portia, like out the gate, well, the left wants you to think this, but so-and-so-and-so-and-so, and and they're the same people who do that, and they're the same people that do that. And it was like, but can you get to the point? Right. (laughs) There's there's this constant contrasting of right versus left, right versus left, right versus left. And it's like, we don't, what is the truth? Like, we don't always have to be in contrast mode. Exactly. The standard, Portia. Come on. Amen. Because the standard is not, well, at least we don't do... Mm Mm-hmm what the left does, or at least we don't do what the right right does. What is the standard? Please do tell us, Portia. What is the standard? Come on, let me get a little closer. Y'all listening. Mic check one, two. Who sets the standards? God. Who is the standard? Jesus. I think that's his name. Like It's just, it's exhausting. I don't want, it's like I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to give y'all the tea since this is sweet tea. Um, This is exactly what I just wrote about. And I read it, so y'all are going to be I was going to say, I know that it is super text-heavy, but I feel like that's what we need right now. We need to be counseling our hearts with the Word of God. And so as I was sitting here looking at everything that has been happening, I'm like, okay, you know me, Jasmine. I'm like, well, what does the Word say? And what kind of examples can we get from Christ. People love to say Jesus saved. They love to use Jesus as a pawn for their mm-hmm. political agendas. But mm-hmm. just in the book of Luke alone, we see how Jesus stands starkly, starkly Absolutely. in contrast to being a, an insurrectionist, to being mm-hmm. this uh, person who comes just for the advancement or the uh, preservation of earthly kingdoms. That's not what he doing. Yes, there are moments when he flips over tables. There are moments mm-hmm. when he, you know, pops off. But guess what? They are done in the name of an eternal kingdom, like God's kingdom. And I think we miss that. We want the standard to be what is right in our eyes. And the scriptures explicitly tell us, woe to the man who is right in his own sight. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know I ain't trying to preach at y'all. I promise I'm not. Well, maybe I am. I mean, but why not? (laughs) Right. Right. Maybe I am. But I really like that's that's I think that's the place where I have been like heavily trying to push people 
Are you really reading the scriptures? Are you really reading about the one you claim to believe? Or have you cherry-picked pieces of or actions that Jesus exhibited and now you have just concocted a whole narrative vision. about your own who, God, yeah. your own idol, who isn't Jesus. Oh, come on. Ain't, uh, right. It ain't him. It ain't, it's not the true God of it's the Bible. It's not that you're not viewing Jesus rightly. It's that if you're not viewing him rightly, you ain't looking at him. Mm-hmm. Come on. Tell the, help the people today, Jazz. Sometimes some of us think we're looking at Jesus and we're looking in the mirror. Ooh. Now that's an ouch moment. I know because I've done it. Same. I know because I've done it. Same. Same. Like, as I approach every one of these situations, everything that has happened in 2020, everything that is happening now, every time I'm coming toward this situation and I'm like, Lord, I need you to show me what's true. Because I don't want to come to the table with my own annoyance because I'm so sick of somebody on the left saying this or sick of somebody on the right. I don't want to come to the table with my own preconceived notions. I want to come to the table seeking Lord, how do you speak truth into this situation without me? How do you help me to be culturally aware, but also biblically anchored and grounded yep. that's what i yep. want you can be aware of culture and culture has its place like like we said in the crt episode yes. like some people are incredibly politically active and mm-hmm. that's important mm-hmm. it's important right and i and i applaud it right but what i don't applaud is when our entire identity is found in our political position and if mm-hmm. you can't talk about an issue, mm-hmm. a political issue without dragging down the other side. Like it's just, it's, ex- it's exhausting. It is. it is exhausting. This constant critiquing battle mindset. And mm-hmm. listen, I'm all about a mi- battle mindset when it comes to the gospel. Come on. But when it's not the gospel, you need to calm down. Seriously, I've been looking at these conservative commentators that people send my way. People don't usually send me the other side. You know, they send me the conservative commentators because they're trying to bring me back into the fold, right? <laughs> and I'm like, Homegirl is frothing at the mouth right now. She needs to calm down. Calm down. This is not life or death. You know what's life or death? Right. The gospel. Come on. Everything else, calm down. Come on. so much like of this constant constant and I, you know mm-hmm. obviously there's implications to the gospel that are worth getting really excited about like people are being oppressed people right. are being you know harmed people are being, like god tells right. us widows orphan like he tells us what to get right. excited about right and i feel like oftentimes the our political platforms kind of exceed the things that god tells you us you are to be speaking the about. truth that's we we get excited about too much about the yeah. wrong things we get uncompromising about the wrong things yes. too Yes, and we're we're willing to label somebody a certain way because of their, I guess, political views. Now, don't get me wrong. There are certain things where a line should be drawn. Something that I've become increasingly 
frustrated by is like racism ain't a political thing. That's a sin thing. Period. Right. Like that, it ain't right. no way. That's not a difference of opinion. Like, oh well, I right. respect. No, that's right. a problem. Like, that's a problem. Period. That's a problem. We both feel the same way about abortion. Right. Thank you for saying here's that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Just because, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you what Davi Diggs didn't give you. Just because you vote for, voted for President Trump, I don't think that you're a white supremacist. Uh, come on. Just because somebody else voted for Biden doesn't mean that they just want to kill babies. Exactly. Exactly. People, we are all making compromises. Yep. Based on who we vote for. Yep. And the compromise that your conscience allows you to make right. may not be the same compromise that somebody else's conscience right. allows them to make. Said, says the people who are third party voters. Me, right? Me. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But if the only, but I'm serious. Like if the only thing that you're doing to stop abortion in the United States is voting Republican, then sit down. Right. You don't. You don't have a place to speak. Right. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, if that's right. your top tier priority, then voting Republican is not enough. Right. And similarly, if the only thing that you're doing to combat racism and white supremacy in the United States is voting Democrat. You're not doing. Maybe that's not that's enough. That's not enough, right? Biden ain't no savior, girl. My pastor said that yesterday. He was like, "Y'all sitting around here thinking that Biden gonna save you, right?" He's like, "Biden and Kamala are not your saviors." And They're I'm not. like, "Man, I was, I want to throw my shoe at the man." Like, that's a it's good just thing. the truth. It's like we don't need to be guilty of the exact same thing that we've been accusing other people of for the last four years. Like people, like if you are storming the Capitol, breaking windows, and beating police officers to death then Donald Trump is functioning as your savior and you need to calm down. Oh, that, come on, girl. Come on. But that's the thing. We, I am convinced. I've said this over the past couple of weeks. If you rock with me on social media, then you know I've said this. God is doing a work, and I think the work is tearing down idols, particularly yeah. the idols of where my my side is better than your side. And because at least my side doesn't. doesn't right. And God right. is exposing that, guess what? All of y'all got a proclivity to sin. Everybody. And I, something that I just want to tell Christians, I just want to free you today. Come mm. on. Free the people. Free the people. The only person that you have to swear allegiance to is Christ. Ooh. If your political party is doing some nonsense, you don't have to sit on your hands and be like, well, I don't want people to, to go over to the other side, right. so I guess I can't say anything. No, honey, your allegiance is to Jesus. You can, you can, it's like mm-hmm. people are so unable, like just people who are like, yeah, yeah, the Capitol thing was really bad, but it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that butt right there shows me exactly right. where your allegiance is. Right. Just the Capitol thing was really bad. Right. Right. Burning down private businesses, businesses during Black Lives Matter, Matter protests was really bad. Right. Ain't no but. Right. Come on. There's no but. Come We on. can say, and there were people there who were there to protest. Right. Yada, 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 yada. Just, I was talking about Jonathan Edwards and um, George Whitfield on Instagram. Somebody asked me about them. And Jonathan Edwards owned slaves and mm-hmm. George Whitfield lobbied for slavery um, to be legal in Georgia in order to build an orphanage. And somebody sent me a message and granted, this person was mad at me and also mad at somebody else that I had quoted um, mm-hmm. who is a little bit more. It's, it was Dr. Bradley. Dr. Bradley is just like, mm-hmm. he, he don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he don't care. He just going to say it. He He's just, just going to say it. it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, oh, so we can't have, we can't have heroes. Like nobody's perfect and blah, 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 blah. And it was like, sweet love. Right. Jonathan Edwards' sin does nothing to threaten the gospel. Okay. Mm. 
George Whitfield's sin does nothing to threaten the gospel. Because the gospel Your Republican Party's sin does nothing to threaten the gospel. Your Democratic Party's sin does nothing to threaten the gospel. We've got to stop putting things on the same tier. And also, we've got to stop putting America on that tier. I cannot tell you how many times I've been called unpatriotic because I've pointed out something in America's history. And it's like, oh, you want to go live somewhere else? But here's the thing, though. (laughs) Actually, yeah, I do. Heaven. (laughs) Because this ain't my home. So, yeah. When when people say that to me, I'm I'm not. My allegiance does not lie 100% with America. You think about Jeremiah, right? The when they were going into captivity and, yes. and the Lord was like, plant trees, Come plant on. vineyards, Come on. raise your kids, do good to the land that you're going to be in. Come right? On. So mm. even in exile, we're still good stewards of the little plot of land that God has given us. Girl, preach to why me. I wanna sp- why? I'm not even charismatic, but why do I want to speak in tongues? Come on, I know. Because his <laughs> word is so good. It is like it's so it good, and he is. tells us he tells us he tells us what he wants us to do, yes. and when he has not spoken, we need to shut our mouths, girl. Or if we open them, open them with fear and trembling, Come not on, with. I'm about to throw my shoes. This do authoritative, you like you know what I'm saying? It's just <sighs> yes. talking the other day we're talking about um i'm reading cast right now by isabel wilkerson and i'm supposed to be reading cast but i have not started so she's supposed to be reading cast right now by isabel wilkerson and (laughs) she talks about she does this analogy of a house and you can inherit a house and it it resonated with me because your girl lives in a hundred year old house so it Mm -hmm. resonated real deep i know when you buy a house you buy all of its problems Yes. And just because I'm not the person who didn't build the foundation well does not mean that I'm not going to have to pay to have somebody come in yep. and fix that foundation. Yep. Just because I'm not the person who wired the electricity incorrectly does not mean that I'm not going to have to be the person to pay to wire the electricity correctly. Mm-hmm. And she was just kind of using that as an example to talk about, like, we've inherited this country that we live in. We've inherited these problems that our country has sown and pointing out those issues is not saying, hey, you're responsible for every single issue that ever happened in our past. Yes. None of us is responsible. We weren't there. Right. But that doesn't mean that the issue is not still there and doesn't still have to be fixed. Right. It doesn't still have to be addressed. And here's the good news. Portia and I know exactly how to fix those issues. Mm. Tell the people, Jasmine. It's the gospel of Christ. Ooh, say it again one more time for the people in the back. It's the gospel of Christ. Mm. And I'm not saying that in like this, like, just preach the gospel. No. Right. I'm not saying just preach the gospel in quotes. In those quotes, instead of just preach the gospel, is like the actual gospel of Christ and right. him crucified. And right. his reconciliatory work with his people and among his people and through his people Girl. and to his people. Like, that's... All of that, like all of that. And so the more we learn about the history of our nation and the more we stare it in the face, the more we have to stare in the face that this world is not our home. Like, I want you to see how ugly America is. Yep. And I want you to see how backwards America has been. Mm -hmm. And I want you to see how cruel and how terrible and how awful Mm -hmm. 
Because then God's grace towards this country shines even brighter. Thank you. And his grace towards right. putting us here in this time, in this place, right. with the freedoms that we have, with the freedoms that we are free to pursue. Right. And You know, I think about this. God does not save us so that we can keep having a crack foundation. He fixes the cracks mm-hmm. in every way. And mm-hmm. ultimately, like we're going to get the ultimate fix when Christ returns and at the consummation of God's kingdom, like for real, for real, we ain't, we ain't even got to worry about calling any more repairmen at that point because mm-hmm. it's going to be fixed indefinitely. But even in the already but not yet, God is a crack fixer. Like he doesn't just come for us to ignore areas, grossly sinful areas, and then just say, okay, we're going to sweep this under the rug and act like it didn't happen. Right. Because here's the thing about the gospel. It's a light that shines into all of the darkened corners. If your gospel isn't getting to all the nooks and crannies. Come on. Is it the true gospel? Is it the true gospel? Is it the true gospel? gospel? My gospel is bright. Mm Mm-hmm. So if your light is feeling a little bit dim, you you may not have the right. Mm-hmm. You may not have the right light. Right. I'm you know I'm just even thinking about like you know every year at at the start of the year I always end up in January in the book of Genesis, and I think about just it's so simple what is said, but there is so many implications. But just with the creation of light, like the darkness was there. God didn't have to create, like he doesn't create Mm -hmm. darkness. Mm -mm. But when he creates light, it literally pierces through every part of, like, that's what he does with our lives. That's what he does with the ugly and the sinfulness of each one of our lives, Mm -hmm. whether it's the sin of racism or the sin, whatever it may be. His light pierces that. Right. And that's what we're saying, you guys, because I don't want you to misunderstand me because sometimes Christian nationalism just keeps us from hearing. Mm -hmm. It keeps, it makes our heads thick. So listen, Mm -hmm. Portia and I are not saying that Christians are to be too heavenly minded for any earthly good. My girl just ran for office. Okay. Mm -hmm. So obviously we think that you need to be involved in this world. Right. What we're saying is that the Republican Party's vision for fixing the problems of this world and the Democratic Party's vision for fixing the problem of this world, they ain't radical enough. Right. Mm. That's what we're saying. We're not saying, like, don't vote, don't care. We're saying those two parties, this mm. whole two-party system, they're not radical enough. They're not changing enough. They can't shine light they, into all oh, of the darkened exactly. corners. Exactly. They can't do it. And so they, we have to stop. We have to stop acting like they can. They can't. And we have to stop acting like when we critique one or the other party... We're yep. critiquing something sacred because the only thing that is sacred is the gospel of Christ. Come on. Come on. Come on. Think about it this way. It's almost like when we think about legalism or morality that, you know, like the gospel saves us and we become more moral, but our morality alone doesn't save us. And so I think about it this way. The only way it, there is going to be a true and lasting change that is pleasing to God is if it comes from him. If there is mm-hmm. a heart change, an inward change. I think mm-hmm. about what he says, um, you know, what's the prerequisite for 
getting to heaven. You must be born again. Well, how can somebody be born again? He the only one that can make you be born again. So Mm -hmm. like exactly what Jasmine is saying, like literally these systems and policies may offer some good things. And yes, we can be participants in that work at times, but we cannot put the full measure of our faith in these systems and in these people thinking that they are going to provide or yield results that only God can provide. I think a lot of people are seeing through President Trump leaving office. I'm sorry, you guys, he's leaving office. I don't. He's about to get a stone now, baby, because. I mean, he is. <laughs> he lost. I would say I've read, I've have you read the Constitution? I've read the Constitution. Like I... we're gonna do a whole nother episode on the Constitution, <laughs> Bill of Rights. We need to talk about censorship. Hey. We need to, we need to talk about all of these because somebody skipped these government and history class. But you know, I think that him leaving office is showing a lot of people that some of their safety was coming from having the guy from the quote unquote right side in the office. And now having a guy from the quote unquote wrong side is revealing where their security was. was. Come on, help the people on today. And you know, I'm not saying, listen to me, I'm not saying that if you felt that way, Trump was your God and you didn't love God and you, we all struggle with idols. Like I'm not putting myself above anybody who is feeling intensely worried and doubtful. Yes. Because I feel that over a lot of things. Me, all the you time. know me. I love to trust in my plans. I be saying yes. it is God, but yes. really I be thinking, oh, Portia got a brilliant plan worked out. Right. And so exactly. I'm safe. No, my plan right. is not what makes me safe. God if is. Trump, if Trump was your plan and you're feeling unsafe right now, listen to me. I am rebuking you because like you need to be rebuked. But I'm rebuking me just in a different area of idolatry yeah you know what i'm saying like it's not we're not sitting here like you know yeah those christian nationalists are just like we're just amazing right and we have it all right and we see politics exactly the correct way at all times and in we all got blind spots too you know <laughs> here's the thing about me i know that i'll always have blind spots here's the thing about me i don't want to be we're all gonna be wrong one mm-hmm. time or another mm-hmm. i don't want to be loud and wrong Ooh, say that again. You feel me? We're all going to be wrong at one time or another. I just want to be loud and wrong. Okay? So just, just humble yourself. Mm -hmm. Humble yourself. Mm -hmm. Because when God comes and he's like, hey, Jasmine, actually, Mm -hmm. let me tap you on the shoulder. And you were wrong about that. I want the fallout to be minimal. I agree because you know my biggest thing is I always I always tell people I have a shepherd's heart and so like one of my like biggest hangups is I don't want to be responsible for being loud about something that I am very wrong about and I got all these people cast in the sea with a millstone tied around your neck yeah than to lead these little children astray and so, like, I never, I don't want to be that, that right. person. So, if you're going to be loud, mm-hmm. be loud about thus saith the Lord. Mm. For everything else, lower your voice. Come on, girl. You know, I just want to tell you, I just love you. Come on. I love that. I love you, too. <laughs> you're just full of so much wisdom. Yeah, Portia and I had so much fun the other day. We did. When I went up to Greenwood. I was just we like, did. I just love her. Why doesn't she live in Jackson? I know. 
I know. I really wish we were closer. This is God's like grace to us though, because we would totally get on each other's nerves probably because we would be Oh we would. <laughs> I am because I'm a pesky little sister. I think we should close out by telling them about how I almost left her house at eleven o'clock at night. <sighs> She's getting on my nerves. I want her attention. Whatever. And she wasn't going nowhere. Like I wasn't I even phased. I could have been going somewhere, girl. But think about me, y'all. Is I never wear shoes, and so I never know where my shoes are. So like I had packed. I I'm drama. So I literally had packed my bags. It was like a. It was was it eleven or was it like ten? What time was it? It was it, like, was, it was late. It was, it was pretty like, late. So I had literally like packed my bags and I had them by the front door and I had my keys. Mm-hmm. And this corn fed girl. Go be like, come here for a sec. I see something on your pants. And I knew that I shouldn't have walked over there, but she was like, she was like so convincing. <laughs> this girl grabbed me, wrestled me onto her lap, grabbed the keys, <laughs> threw them down her shirt, and said, Now where are you going? Nowhere. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> this girl just. And then we watched a movie together and it was all happy, happy, joy, joy. It was fine. I just, she was working and I wanted her attention and I was done reading my book. Cause at first I was reading my book, so I was fine. I was like, whatever, she's working and I'm reading my book. But then I finished my little teen romance and I was like, uh, okay, now I'm done working. So you need, <laughs> I need your attention now. Get off QuickBooks <laughs> and get up in here with me. Uh, that is exactly what I was on. <laughs> QuickBooks. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I really did. I think in the, I want to make sure that we put our Instagrams into the show notes. Show notes. Our Instagrams. Mm-hmm. And then I want to um, direct people to some news sources that try to be balanced. Mm-hmm. There's a couple. And then there's another one about the Constitution that I want to put in the show notes too. Okay. And then I want Portia to put in the show notes the Bible study that she's doing right now for She Shall Be Called because all of the political knowledge in the world is not going to do you any good if you are not applying it through the lens of the Come gospel on, of Christ. Girl. Um, P Money bought me the study. It's really beautiful. I haven't started it yet because I'm reading the Bible in a year in another way, but mm-hmm. um, but. It, it's, but you can go follow tell, along. Tell, it's good. Tell them about yeah, it, so we're using um, a book from Crossways called Unfolding Grace, and it is it's scripture, but it's specific portions of scripture um, that the writer focuses on, like mm-hmm. or directs us to to give you so, like the big story. yeah to give you the overarching thing theme of the Bible, and so um, it's really good. And honestly. I'm hoping we, I think we got like 57 women signed up. And so I'm hoping that what it does is spark them to want to go back and fill in some of the gaps by reading. Mm -hmm. So once we finish this, we'll be doing this. It's a 40 day reading plan. And that's going to take us like through the narrative of scripture. But But if you guys start this week, it's easy to catch up. If you don't catch up, just come in where you are. Yep. And Portia, tell them how much it costs because that's the best part. Baby, come on. Get close, y'all. Free 99. Free 99. (laughs) F-R-E-E. Free. Yes, it's free. So yeah, and, and and you'll be doing um, guided teach. So basically, you do your readings through the week, and there's a study guide that we use. And then on Tuesday, so for us tomorrow night, we'll be meeting via Zoom and discussing everything that we have already covered, you know, for part one. And so you kind of get that good community fellowship, mm-hmm. but you also get guided teaching. And so 
come on. Like sometimes Jasmine calls Portia while she's teaching in the middle of class, and you know, <laughs> it's just whatever. It's it's, uh, it's perfectly fine, and I answer for time. you. See, you be talking about you need attention. So I think what people are learning from this podcast is that uh, I am a nuisance. <laughs> oh goodness, not. You're not a nuisance, but she's a handful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, um, so yeah, we'll have all those links there and, mm -hmm. um, for you guys to just, you know, learn more, look more. And and I think, you know, knowledge is power. And I want to, I want to make sure that you guys know that we're not saying that being involved in politics is bad, but we just want to make sure that we're centered on the gospel in our involvement and not on whichever our political party is. And that we're not being nostalgic about Mm -hmm. a sinful past because as we learned from antebellum, that ain't the way. It ain't the way. That is not the way. It will end badly. Right. Like it did in Antebellum. She's laughing because my face is still very traumatized. <laughs> Just like, well, I still recommend that people watch the movie because I definitely, I, I mean, look what we got from it. We got a whole podcast. We did. It started, it just, it spurred so much thought about mm-hmm. the good old days, America's foundations and our foundations mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I told you it was going to be good. You know, the conversation that followed afterwards. But I did kind of have to bait and switch you because if I gave you like the real deal of what you would have, you would have not watched that movie. (laughs) It worked. It worked. (laughs) All right, y'all. Well, um, I think that's it. Yeah. I think we're going to start pretty soon. I'm going to start giving little history previews of the book that I'm working on. I'm so excited. So get excited about that. We're going to have, I don't think that we'll do like devoted episodes, but we'll just be throwing them in at the end of episodes coming up, um, coming up in March. So yeah. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah. In the meantime, guys, subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss our episodes. And also, if you're feeling generous, go leave us a review, man. Like, and not one of them janky reviews now. If you're going to leave us a janky, I ain't even going to, I'm not even going to give you the freedom <laughs> to do that. If it's going to be if janky. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. Just keep it to yourself. Don't because- lie in your review. But if you don't like it, if you don't have anything nice to say. <laughs> Just don't say nothing. We're too sensitive for this right now. <laughs> too sensitive. We're tender right now. We are tender. <laughs> All right, guys. As always, Sweet Tea is a podcast produced by the Area Code Network. To learn more, um, we encourage you to visit www.areacodenetwork.com. This is an area code podcast.